So I'm driving the kids home from Mary's and like Jacoby was being a dick by the end. They were just hungry and whatever. I had told them, I was like, you guys don't get to do water balloons. And we're riding the car and Darla's like, I hear her in the back back seat going, dumb person, dumb, dumb. Mom, you're a dumbass. And <gasps> I don't love you. Oh my God. And I was like, what? <laughs> and thankfully I wasn't looking at her because I was giggling really hard. Yeah. And she's four and tiny. Right. But I was like, fuck you. Like, who have you ever heard say that? You know, like, well, we don't call each other names. I swear a lot, but I don't like call my husband a dumbass or anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, you mean and I was who, like, who did she hear that from? You, 100%. I'm like, wow, Darla, you're a real bitch. Where did you hear that from? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, Jacoby jumped in. He goes, Mom, I love you. And I was like, I love you too, dude. And Darla goes, I love you, Mom. I love you too. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. <laughs> oh, she's so cunty. I love it. I know. it's, And that's the hard part is like, I want to nurture that part of her. I love that she's like that. But yeah. it's like, I want her to hone the skills and not use them on me. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, no, no. She's going to. It's going to be. It's going to suck. Yeah. Teenage years will be hell. Just absolute terrific hell. <laughs> Welcome to SVU Pod, especially heinous. I'm Tasha. I'm Gabe. We're wrapping up season two with our TNG Q&A, and we've got a couple other crucial things that we need to discuss. It's Walter's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Walty. All right, let's start All right. this shit. <laughs> People sent fucking ghost stories and yes. a couple emails and stuff. Cool. This first email is from Kara M., and the subject is spooky stories. There's like a bunch of different size O's. Kara says, hey there. Okay, I'm not going to read it like she's whatever. Hey there. I have relatively tame but still fun spooky stories for Gabe, all relating to the same house. Oh my God. It belonged to my non-relative Aunt Susie, a.k.a. my dad's sister's husband's sister, Susie. Mm. Okay. She and her third husband, Bill, lived in this bomb house near my parents when I was an early teen. Hold on. They would I'm sorry. Why does she have to mention that it was her third husband? <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking shade queen, Kara. Yeah. <laughs> she and her third husband. Mm, and there's actually a side eye emoji. Mm. <laughs> just kidding she's not no they would pay me to be the coat girl at their yearly christmas parties jesus christ who are these people fun and i loved their dogs not relevant but not necessarily irrelevant yeah if there's ever a dog that you like anywhere it could have been like four years ago and you remembered it it's fine to say and if there's anybody to tell like tell us because we care yeah i already loved that you were sending us a message but now i just think you're a good person in general so Susie told me that the house was haunted and i was into it. One night, Bill woke up and walked down to the kitchen for food or something. Is this the third husband? Third husband, Bill. Third husband, Bill. This is okay. The third cool. Cool. husband. <laughs> yeah. Third time's a charm. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Okay. <laughs> One night, Bill woke up and walked down to the kitchen for food or something. On his way back up, he looked into the first bedroom on the left that was right at the top of the stairs. On the bed was an old woman just sitting there on the edge, facing the door, staring at him. Was it one of his ex-wives? <laughs> 
Yeah. How many wives did Bill have before this, Kara? I got to know more. Details, please. Bill, half asleep, didn't think anything of it. He told Susie about it the next morning. I know. What? Lillian, their Jack Russell, never, and I mean never, walked past that doorway. She had to be carried always. He's not a believer in ghosts, so he didn't want to make a big deal about it. He saw a lady. And he, like, was sleepy and went to bed. I would never. I'd be like, you know what I mean? Like, I would have fucking lit a match, thrown it in the room, packed a bag and left. If I woke up and John was like, oh, my God. So I saw somebody sitting in that room when I got up last night. No big deal, though. I'd be like, there's something wrong with you. She's going to get a fourth husband, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Lillian obviously did make a big deal about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lillian's the Jack Russell. The bathroom sink under the stairs never had hot water. Even after having the pipes looked at, the tap just always ran cold, no matter the handle that was turned. Susie got home one day from work to the bathroom flooding with only scalding hot water. Whoa. Even after she got the flooding to stop and have the pipes looked at again, it only ran cold. Susie's big on art. She bought this very large painting and hung it in the kitchen. She'd been toying with where to hang it, and I don't think Bill cared at all. One day she came home to it hanging in the dining room. She thought Bill moved it, and when he said he liked where she hung it, it turned into a whole thing of them thinking the other hung it, and neither would admit that it was them. Mm, so Susie's not good at communicating. That's why she's on. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm stuck on this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this is about ghosts. This is for you. I'm listening. I know. You're just really hung up on... You know, you're kind of uh, being a little hard on Suze. You know what? I am. Yeah. Let her have a third husband. Let her have nine fucking husbands. I don't give a shit how many husbands she has. I'm just curious about her life Maybe now. bitch likes a wedding. <laughs> Whoa. Can't she marry Lillian to somebody? <laughs> Susie just thought that's where the ghost wanted it. There was also something regarding the laundry room door that I don't remember all the details of, but people would get locked in if the door shut on them, even though there wasn't a lock on the door. What the fuck? But their boxer, Fred, never had any trouble getting out if the door shut on him. He and Lillian were angel babies, RIP. That's just an aside. I once suggested a seance. Susie was game. However, my cousin, her actual niece, was very adamantly against it. Susie and Bill got divorced. Susie and Bill got divorced. (laughs) (laughs) So they got divorced. Why? Uh, Well, Susie and Bill got divorced not long after they sold the house. Was the ghost to blame? Probably not, but wouldn't that be a fun legal proceeding? (laughs) In other news, your podcast makes me believe we're all friends laughing at your jokes together. I appreciate it. Cheers, Kara. Oh, my God. Cheers. Kara, I need more. Thank you for the satisfying ghost shit that Gabe loves. But I need more about Susie and her history. Bill, is Susie remarried? Is she seeing anybody? Yeah. Where is this? Is this in Australia? I don't know. But her. Oh, so Kara's. I'm looking at my phone. I'm reading it off of our email. Kara's little thumbnail is a picture of her being kissed by a dog on either side of her face. Oh, oh. we love you. <laughs> we do. Well, thanks, Kara. That was great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Kara. That was great. <laughs> Stupid. Next one. Ooh, okay. We got an email from Georgie. She's from Australia. Okay. She goes, hi, guys. 
<laughs> it's me again, which I don't have an email from her prior. So maybe she sent us a message through something else. But it's me again, the Aussie girl who's probably the only person who loves Munch. I know you guys hate him, LOL. But what do you think of Munch with a five o'clock shadow? Yes or no? Keep up the awesome work, Georgie. Ew. I'm, wait, like as in if we think he's cute, Georgie? <laughs> um, no, he should just not even have a head. <laughs> Okay, what if, imagine this, Munch has a full head of hair and a big beard, a flannel, he drives a pickup truck, but his dog rides in the front seat, and he loves fishing and feminism. You're catering to me. You're, you're fucking... I am! <laughs> I am! Because I want to know, uh, where is the line? Where do you draw the line at, like, can he talk... <laughs> Does he have a big yeah, he's wiener? He's still a know-it-all, though. He's still a know-it-all, yeah. though. you got to have that. He comes into the precinct, and he's like, thanks for the two days off, chief. And he puts his tackle box down on his desk. He's like, I'm ready to get back to work, though. And then he lifts up his shirt to, like, mop off his forehead, and he's got a fucking eight-pack. Ew. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Ew. I need my drawing stuff so I can take a picture of him and then try to draw a beard on it so I can, like, try to visualize this. Cause I'm going to Photoshop hot munch. Dude. Don't just put his head on a different head. You have to have his body and everything, too. Don't try that bullshit with me. I'm going to make a munch that I think Gabe would be attracted to, and I'm going to post it on our Instagram. I'm going to post a variation because there's a like a spectrum of dudes that you're into. Yeah, I like men. I just like men. But yeah, I have a weakness for certain type of men like a Colorado mountain man. Yeah. Remember that one I had from Colorado that came to visit and he was like a big mountain man dude. And he was like nice to me in front of all you guys at like the sushi (gasps) place. Yes, I do remember. And we're like, fucking Gabe. And you're like, meh. I know. He was, he like said something nice about me to all of you. And I was like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I said it too. I was like, you're too used to douchebags. This guy is too nice. Yeah. And he really liked you. Oh, oh God. I forgot about that guy. He was cute too. And he had those fucking quads. Quads, dude. Quads for yeah. days. <laughs> yes. One time I came down into the room that he was in when I was in Colorado and he was wearing nothing but a belt and he was laying down and he had a trail of Swedish fish up his chest. (laughs) I still didn't have sex with him. But I got a... Really? I just wasn't... Plus it was so close to after... There was just no way yeah. I could like commit no, to that. No, that was like a, yeah. Oh man, what were that guy's up to? What was his name? He's probably like married to a nice lady and... Why can't I ever be a nice lady? I don't know. It was just the wrong time. I'm not a nice person, I don't think. People don't want to date me. I'm mean I'm, and I'm surly and I look surly. You're not mean, but you are surly. You're very nice, but it's hard to know that all the time. <laughs> I yeah. He even gave me this established 1963 X-Men class ring. Because this is the Xavier Institute. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like, you can have it. And I literally just found it the other day. <gasps> what a reason to reach out. Be like, hey, remember when you gave me this? I don't know if I ever said thank you, but I want to do it with my mouth on your dick. <laughs> God, I had a crush on him for years, too, before that. And then as soon as he wanted you, you're like, nah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're a fuck boy. I'm a fuck boy. <laughs> it takes me so long to be able to actually commit to somebody. Yeah. So I had commit to We were done. There was no way in fucking hell I was going to commit to anybody. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. My brain doesn't do that until I'm like ready. I don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Like you just weren't ready to like be in a relationship and that's fine. I just can't even uh, imagine just being like, mm, 
you you're fine come on you know what i mean like i just can't oh my god it was like four years after that i met mm-hmm. yeah, it's it been a couple time. years after we split looks like you're rolling around to it being time for you to do whatever you want who gives a shit i don't yeah. i just don't want you to feel lonely i don't feel lonely i don't well sometimes you say that you do but i do i feel bored sometimes if i can't find somebody to hang out with like friends yeah. but sometimes when i'm gonna have people come over i'm like Ugh, i want you to leave by like 7 30 <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> will you please tell me if you want me to leave can you do I that? never want you to leave. Never. Oh, I mean, I feel so comfortable telling people that I'm done hanging out with them. Me too. So there's like the Wisconsin thing of like having to take forever to say goodbye. I can't and I can be on the phone with Gabe and I can go, I'm going to go and hang up. Yeah. Like with other people, it's like, well, you got to kind of like wind down, you know, or you could <sighs> just yeah. be like done. Or like if I'm sitting at your house and I'm like, all right, I'm leaving and I just leave, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I love that. I don't want to be fucking guilted to stand a phone call that I don't want to be on. I don't yeah. want to be, you know, I don't want to get shit for like having other shit to do just because I have other shit to do. It has nothing to do with me wanting to be around you or not. Or maybe it does. I and mean, that's not your business. It's yeah. mine. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And as I got older, I was like, I need to have this freedom in all of my relationships. Yeah. I'm good. Know. I'm done socializing. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like for my mental health that I need to. Yeah be able to just call it whenever i want and that's for I, me don't have to ask me don't ask me if you can use the bathroom don't fucking mm-hmm. like just run me over with your car i don't give a shit <laughs> let's read this next email oh my god yeah what the fuck i don't know okay this is an email from scotty <gasps> yeah howdy gabe wait no okay this is <laughs> this email's from scotty called story time Howdy, Gabe and Tasha. Scotty here. Scotty likes to use exclamation points. I'm just going to say that right off the top. <laughs> Scotty here. Longtime listener. First time caller. My stories tend to be long winded. Feel free to paraphrase. I'm just going to read it. It's cool. not too long. Mm-mm. I was listening to last week's episode and it reminded me of a wild story I have about a mail order bride slash sex trafficking situation. OK, so they wrote this around like a month ago. Wait, yeah, where the look at it right sisters now. were twins. Yeah, we got this on June 7th. Where the sisters were twins, did you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that one, where the sisters were twins. <laughs> a few... <laughs> uh, a few years ago, I worked in a... Fuck I worked you, in Tasha. Central... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> A few years ago, I worked in central Illinois and was on call at the hospital for traumatic spinal injuries. I get a call to see this Asian woman, late 20s, early 30s, in the ICU, and she's in bad shape. The story they told me is that she was dropped off at 3 a.m. at the ER by a man in a sports car who told staff she was in a car accident. He dipped and no one got any information from him. This woman was in bad bad shape her eye sockets were broken and her face was mostly swollen she had a broken arm six broken ribs 12 spinal fractures including her neck and her left femur was shattered now i've seen a lot of car accident victims and unless she was outside of a vehicle and then hit by an oncoming car on the interstate or the car was a transformer transformed into a human and then beat her with a baseball bat it doesn't check out Mm -hmm. after three days in a medically induced coma she started to come to a little bit she's obviously terrified and despite loads of pain meds is inconsolable we find out 
out she speaks Korean, knows very little English, and the only thing she can tell us about what happened or why she is here is that she was, quote, at work. Through a translator, she asked the social worker to not allow any men to come visit her, and she was also uncomfortable with male doctors. The only name on her visitation list was another Korean woman's name. A day later, probably five days after Jane Doe was ditched at the ER, in my office, I see a Korean woman, late 30s, who has a spinal fracture from a, quote, car accident. She's also a little bruised in the face, has a sling on one arm, and the medical notes say she has two spinal fractures and a broken humerus. She speaks broken English and looks kind of drugged out. The man that is with her is a wealthy, white, middle-aged guy with a folder. In that folder is all of this woman's information, her Korean passport, birth certificate, a marriage license, and certificate. The entire interaction I have with the two of them, he will not let her answer any of my questions, which I specifically direct to her. Mm -hmm. I ask him to step out so that I can speak to her, and he flashes the marriage certificate, telling me that he is allowed to be present. She very sheepishly nodded and agreed with him. Now, as soon as I mentioned I wanted to speak to her alone, he gets panicky and is now all of a sudden in a hurry. He keeps saying she's in pain and tired, so she needs to get home to go to bed. They leave very shortly after I fit her with a brace. This has me beyond suspicious, so I do some digging. The name on Jane Doe's visitor list is the name of the woman I just saw in my office. And there are no Mm. reports of a motor vehicle accident with serious injuries in the last week in any of the surrounding counties. I immediately called the sex trafficking hotline with their information and a description of all parties involved. I never heard back about anything, but I hope social services was able to rescue these women and hopefully anyone else who may have been trafficked by these guys. Pretty bananas, right? Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for the best SVU pod on the planet. What do I do with that? <laughs> I know. Scotty! It's such an amazing story, too. I'm like, what happened? Tell me everything. I know that you, you're you not going to get to know anymore, but I want to know. know what happened to them. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, let's wrap it up. Um, So the sex traffic police found where they were living, busted in, and it turns out they were in the same house. Okay? Yeah. One beefy cop tackled the nicely dressed white guy who kind of looked like Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> and really aggressively cuffed him. And the guy's like, you can't do this. I know the mayor. And he's like, I I am the mayor. I was he's just going to say, I am he's the a mayor. He's the mayor slash cop. And he's like, I wanted to come down and do this myself because I care about women, sex trafficking. And all of this is important to me. And the ladies were like, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. But also we've quietly been stealing from these guys. So we're like set financially. Long story short, the guys went to jail and the women took over their residence and opened a coffee shop. Also, that was the some sort of like horcrux or something of like all the sex industry stuff and through arresting those men all the women that have ever been sex and children they were all found and let go and given lots of money yeah when detectives got to the house they actually walked into this dark windowless room but the only light in the room was this orb in the middle and they were like what is this and they like went in and the one cop was like oh it doesn't line up with the base that it's on so he turned it and it went and 
it somehow released anybody <laughs> that was being human trafficked and they all disappeared from where they were at and went back to exactly where they wanted to be. If that was at home in their mom's fucking kitchen eating hot soup, then that's where they went. And if they were in a bad situation before that, they went to wherever they used to fantasize about being. And all the people who ever involved in sex trafficking women were transported to a volcano. <laughs> but it didn't explode. They were just trapped in there. They were just trapped in there and it was really hot and they slowly, they, they got what they slowly. It was like that place that Bane was in before he escaped. Yes. They, yep. they all go there. Yeah. But nobody gets out. There's no like parkour expert or something in there. Welcome, fellas. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> good story, Scotty. That was a good ending. It was a good ending. I'm so happy with how that turned out. Why aren't we God? <laughs> Things would be so much better. <laughs> that was a lot of power. I'm scared already. Oh my yeah. God, I forgot to tell you. You know my crazy ass fucking neighbor, but like 75 year old. Yeah. She was like, she'll like mow the lawn in her underwear. She'll be like, oh, oh, I didn't want you to think that I mowed my lawn in my underwear, but like, I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> I was like, it's fine. She's just a little nutty, but she was like, oh, how's your podcast? And I was like, oh, it's, it's going all right. You know, we just hit a hundred thousand things. She's like, I tried listening to one episode, but I couldn't even get through it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, she was like, yeah, it just seemed like it was really long. I don't know. She's like, so is it just like you guys talking about the show? Is that why it sounded so incohesive? And I was like, I was like, yeah, yep. Yeah. I was like, it is. And then we do a true crime after that. That's maybe it's based on. She was like, hmm. And I was like, is, oh. she the, is she one of these one star motherfuckers? Yeah, she just had her like hands on her hips and she was just like, how's the, how's the, how's the podcast? Oh, my God. I love everything about that. Yeah. We're not. What's her name? Her name is Luke. We're not for you. No, no, no. She's not for anything for, or for anybody. OK, here's one. We had a DM from Brianna who asked if you could rewrite a scene from your favorite season two episode. What would it be? Oh, my God. Do you have anything in mind? Well, I have a couple thoughts. My favorite scene, obviously, is from episode 16, Runaway, when they go to the fucking rave. Yeah. So first of all, if I'm going to recreate that scene, I am going to dress Stabler the way we had described in the episode. Mm-hmm. Fucking yep. fat pants, undershirt, as a shirt, chain yeah. wallet. Candy. Just candied up the fucking elbows. Maybe he's got a pacifier around his neck or something. Yeah. and then he, But he has like a bunch of like choke too mm -hmm. yeah he's basically wearing what he wore in that interview magazine photo shoot <laughs> i would have that munch wouldn't go he doesn't no. belong there he could he wait doesn't. outside you know what would have been great is if he would have waited outside at one of the exits because when stabler approached the daughter what was her name? Jill. Stabler fucking yelled Yells it. Her, Remember yeah. when he was like 50 feet away and he's like, Jill. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's like, the cops are here. And she, I'm like, what are you? Oh my God. Like, what are you doing? He's like, come back. I'm the police. I need to talk to you. <laughs> Your dad. <laughs> See now if Munch would have 
not taking his Darkwing Duck ass into the fucking plurb, the warehouse, into the fucking rave, they probably would have gotten her and saved her life. Yeah. Not only would I have changed the scene, but I would have changed the plan. We would have all sat down at a diner together and I would have been like, all right. And we would have had a tiny map and I would have like a salt and pepper shaker and I'd be like, all right, yeah. here's you. This First is the all, main. You'd put somebody in the back door. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Stabler pretty much killed her. Wow. You know, and you still <laughs> like him more than much. Yes. So in the midpoint of our season, Christopher Maloney has entered the fucking chat in the way that has me regularly checking on Gabe's well-being. <laughs> We get messages sent to us, which we love. Yeah. With like links to his interviews and just a lot of Maloney appreciation mm -hmm. that is frankly new. What do you mean and new? new? What do you mean new? It's 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 new as in he it was dormant for a hot minute where it was just like he just Not wasn't in my heart. on radar. <laughs> Not in my heart. No, I know. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I know. I know. I know. He's always been your number one, which is I and I know we've talked about this before and how I did a wellness check on you and you were like, I'm just happy he's being seen <laughs> and appreciated. But then the other day you texted me and you were like, hey, I had a thought. And so I started Googling and you were like upset about his seemingly lovely marriage oh yeah that's right <laughs> i don't want to call you out on it but i just think being accountable is a really important part of your mental health yeah, and sure. all of our mental health yeah so where are you at right now because right now as we're recording he's like balls deep in interviews mm -hmm. and amazing photo shoots and all this stuff yeah between law and order organized crime all of the interviews and attention that he's getting what do you think is going to continue to happen because my fear is that, knock on wood, there's going to be a, maybe he'll hit a point where people don't love him so much. You mean like they'll be like, Christopher Maloney did this, like... Like to find out that he has some problematic history, that'd be awful. That would be awful and I wouldn't even want to... Yeah. I would probably murder you just so you didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> you're such a good friend. I know. But just for the sake of like my biggest fears that was a joke i was gonna say i was like <laughs> we are very privileged <laughs> like what if our our biggest fear is christopher something involving a you know it's like we're oh we no, no, very no no i meant i'm no 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 i meant that i am um me like publicly saying that i would murder you oh oh <laughs> that is what i <laughs> i need to protect myself i'm just gonna throw that in there like i would never murder. i would never i would hold your hand through it maybe let's go back let's go you'd back hold my hand through my own murder you'd hold my hand no through <laughs> christopher maloney coming out as problematic oh we're not done talking about zaddy chris maloney because right, right now in season two moving into season three we're in like not even daddy chris maloney yet you know what I mean? Mm, well, like, I feel like he's always been daddy. I mean, he's been doing right. stuff, just not, he just didn't get like hugely recognized. Like, remember that show Happy? That was super great. Yeah. He was in Pose. Yeah, but he wasn't on the cover of all the, yeah. It's all of a sudden. He was in Handmaid's Tale. Yes, he was. Oof, that was I couldn't a, even hate him either. I couldn't even I hate know. him. Are you up to date on Handmaid's Tale, by the way? Oh, I watched it this morning. <gasps> I mean, I can't spoil it because it's like, people are behind you know catching up or whatever but it is oh i don't even want to say you don't really like british humor do you so much um i do i watched extras with ricky gervais and the ugh, i didn't i don't remember her name but 
the female uh, yeah, co-star yeah. in that was fucking hilarious. She yeah. was like, had the best, and it was super Britishy timing and everything. I fucking loved that show. Did you watch Sex Education or anything? No. That's really good. That's actually really good. Somebody was like, you gotta watch it, and I've been like not watching it for years, and then I finally watched it, and I was like, this is hilarious. You'd like it. It's got the chick from okay. X-Files in it. But I just finished oh, this yeah. other one that I was like, I don't know if Tasha will like this, but it's called Ghosts. <laughs> I know, I know, hold on. Remember how you were about, like, <laughs> what we do in the shadows, and then you watched it, and you're like, this is amazing? Yes. Okay, but and this like isn't... I said, I will, whatever you tell me to watch, I'm going to watch. You know what we should do, is we should have a little, like, Gabe recommendation corner, because you always recommend really good shit to watch. Thank you for saying and that. People are always looking for shit to watch. I really appreciate that, because... You do. Dude, Ugh. one of my most th- things, one of these things about <laughs> is I would recommend something, and, and just because I said it, he would be like, no. So I used to have to have Ketter, or I would tell Ketter or his sister, hey, tell him you should watch yes. the show. And it would just drive me nuts. That is a tale as old as fucking relationship with a straight guy time. Right. Because, okay, I'm going to tell, well, since we're doing this, maybe I'll leave this in. Maybe I won't. But we have, we have a name for that in our house and it's called a wedge salad. St- I want, I need you to, I want, I've been one, I've been trying to remind myself to have you explain what that means. Go okay. ahead. So John and I, like years ago, we used to watch Modern Family and there's this episode where I'm going to like quickly recap it. But in the beginning of the episode, Claire, the mom of three or whatever, mm-hmm. came home and Phil, the dad, who's like the dopey dad mm-hmm. guy. And she's the type A whatever. She's like, I have a resting heart and- heart rate of 40 or something like that. <laughs> That's like the one episode I remember. <laughs> She comes in and she's like getting irritated with this little stuff. She goes, oh, you didn't leave me a note about this phone call. And he's like, here you go. And it was on the tiniest post-it that exists. And he's like, I left it right here by the phone. And she's like, oh, my God. And then he was like, oh, by the way, I went out for lunch with Chip Woosdom. And he had me try a wedge salad. Oh, Claire. And she lost her shit. She's like, nobody fucking listens. And then it cuts to him being like, oh, my God, what did I do? The whole episode is about him trying to resolve the situation by like doing better, being better, whatever. He had no idea that the thing she snapped about was the having the wedge salad with Chip Woosnam thing because she had told him months prior herself that she liked wedge salads and that he needed to try a wedge salad. Side note, that has nothing to do with anything. Well, actually, it mm-hmm. does, but wedge salads are so good. But it has to have the balsamic drizzle on it. Yeah, I love I love a wedge salad. Some of them don't have the balsamic, yeah. and it's like, then it's not even, whatever. It's not worth it to me. Don't put French on there and then yeah. fucking try to sell it to me as a wedge. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fucking iceberg chunk with your goddamn Midwest <laughs> French dressing. Mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Terry. Damn. So, um, that's such a Midwestern thing, people ordering what blue cheese and french together i fucking that's hate like french. a it's yeah i think it's a regional thing but they also call it western dressing it french has also like i, I think it's like similar if not don't at me because i don't care enough well the midwestern french is like watery ketchup or something i don't know what yeah. it is well <laughs> yeah everything in the midwest is like some version of ketchup or ranch <laughs> Yeah, I'm not mad about the ranch, though. That shit's good. Yeah, I don't get into... I mean, I'm not going to, like, not have ranch if it's sitting out and there's pizza available, but, like, I'm not... It's not a condiment that I, like, need. I'm a honey mustard kind of gal. Or an aioli. Because I'm bougie. Aioli... You're just churching up fucking mayonnaise. Don't act like it's fucking... Hell yeah! I'm a bouge hound about my condiments. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bouge hound in general, but I don't want to out myself as that. 
Your husband's a booge hound for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred and ten percent. When we got those tickets, when he got those tickets and you're like, I got golden circle. Make sure you get golden circle. And I'm like, um, what are we going to get? Fucking general admish like peasants? No, my husband's a <laughs> booge hound. There's no way. And then he texts me. He's like, yeah, we got general admission. I'm like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I stepped off my golden chariot and I was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I usually only ever buy like general admission, but I was like fucking Willie Nelson. It's going to be my, my will be my one and only chance to see fucking Willie Nelson. Like I'm right. going to be up as close as I can. I, I was just really surprised. Me too. But anyway, the wedge salad, wedge salad. So Claire's mad at Phil the whole time. Phil's trying to figure it out, but he has no idea because he's a dopey husband. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the episode, they go to visit their daughter, who's supposed to be waiting tables at this restaurant, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Phil had spent the whole episode making it up to Claire. And she was like, OK, you know, let's just under the bridge. He's never going to get it. And it's just whatever. And, and he's such a good husband and everything. They sit down and they've just resolved everything. And he unfolds this giant menu and he goes, Oh, Claire, do yourself a favor and join me in a wedge salad. She <laughs> fucking lost it. And so and I thought it was hilarious because they're like, that is men. And John's like, that's me. <laughs> so now we use the term wedge salad to like symbolize when he does that to me. And it's mm -hmm. made it like a joke so that it's not a full blown because it could create a burning rage inside of me that presses into a hate diamond. And I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. All I can do is call it out. And we do it in like a funny way. Gives it it gives it like comic relief that we can move past it. So he'll be like, you know, so, you know what somebody said we should do? And he will literally say word for word what I had said. And then I can just go, that's a wedge salad. And he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we laugh about it and you know i get to like fun yeah. shame him a little bit and, instead of it being like i fucking said that remember at this time blah, 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 you get to be you like never Reg listen to me yeah yeah no so he, he used to do that all the time and he even admitted to doing it and he's like i don't know why i do it i'm like because you're a fucking asshole and that's the thing if i go into like the depths of it mm -hmm. i can feel undervalued and oh yeah heard in like yeah you physically hear me but you don't hold my opinion as valuable as fucking chip woosnam from accounting or whatever right so we turned it into a joke because I'm, there's nothing i'm going to change about it i created a space where i get to make fun of him instead of be mad and i prefer that <laughs> yeah so anyways there's this show called ghosts okay and i mm. know and i'm not sure i'm actually not sure that you'll like it but i think okay. it's fucking hilarious but it's it this british yeah it's really it's fucking funny there's this girl she has a fiance and they're like kind of struggling a little bit with money and then she finds out she's like inherited this insane like british mansion from like some aunt from like whatever and they didn't know it's kind of a uh -huh. piece of shit they have to like fix it up fun fun premise love that yeah there's a bunch of ghosts that live in the house and they're all like we gotta get him out of here she falls out of a fucking window and like hits her head and then now she can see all these ghosts and talk to them and, and they like won't leave her alone and her husband can't see him but he like believes her and he has like problems with like shitting when there's people around so he has to like drive to this gas station to like take a dump you know all right i don't know it's like it's really funny i like that that's one of the key points that you gave me it's pretty funny i like it thanks for the recommendations gabe now on to the rest of our show <laughs> <laughs> see this this most recent article in the cut about going on a date with christopher maloney wait is it like a thing you can sign up for <laughs> was like a, a contest 
And it was a, can you imagine? It was an interview that they did. So somebody like went to lunch with him. Um, Alexa on Instagram sent it to us. She sent us the article. Yeah, right here. We did it. We dated Christopher Maloney. This must be what summiting Everest feels like. What did Maloney have for lunch? A giant hunk of raw beef, of course. While this big beefcake ate his big beefcake, the conversation covered. (laughs) (laughs) That is some fucking journalism, dude. No shit. (sighs) The conversation covered toxic masculinity, sex, law and order, and the Internet's horniness. Maloney notes that the horny millennial zeitgeist took him from dilf to daddy to zaddy, and it's just a wave I rode. (laughs) Gabe, you would die. You would die. You would die. You would have a heart attack. Hopefully he'd have to give me CPR and then I like wake up for a second to his lips on mine and then I can die better. (laughs) You would squints Palidorus him from the sandlot. (laughs) Like you would see him at a public pool and then you would be like, I'm going to pretend to drown. Because you know he'd be the one to be like, I got it. Right. And he'd be giving you CPR and you'd be like, hey, I heard that you're supposed to do that with your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) Mm. I would do that part. I would yell that from the crowd. That would be my contribution. Oh my god, I heard you're supposed to do that with your butt. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about that on and off all day. <laughs> all right, I've saved this one for last. Is it a ghost story? No. Whoa. It's a DM from Nina. Oh, God, I know this. Yeah. Okay. This is absolutely not related to anything, but I love asking people this question. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? This is really hard. I've been thinking about this. Okay, so I feel like it would be easier to fight all these tiny horses, like 100 tiny horses. Although Mm. I wouldn't want to hurt them because they're tiny horses. I don't want to hurt a duck either. But if I had to fight, I would probably just like kick my way through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. A fucking giant duck? There's no way. Flapping Mm. its wings and fucking... They have little teeth, you know? Like, how would you even fight it? They have little teeth, you know? Like, how (laughs) would you fight it? Would I just be like punching it? Would I climb up its wings? Right. Could I fight it into submission? I could just see you, like, you get on the back of the duck and you're like, go to sleep. (laughs) You put it in a (laughs) chokehold. Can you imagine a fucking giant duck quacking at you? Your ears would explode. (laughs) Quack. I can't. (laughs) First of all, Nina, thank you so much for this question. Yeah. Saying that it's not relevant is inaccurate. It's Mm -hmm. very relevant Mm -hmm. because... One, it sounds like something that would be on a test for a detective. Like if you get the wrong answer, then you're not qualified. But I have the right answer. So here we go. <laughs> um, also, I hate fucking birds. I hate birds. Ooh, I forgot. So about this that, is yeah. a very relevant topic if we're talking just our podcast in general. Tasha, you would die. You would die. I, okay. Of a heart attack. So your average horse weighs 1,000 pounds. Okay. Oh my God, Tasha. Jesus. No, listen, (laughs) your average horse weighs a thousand pounds. A horse sized duck has a wingspan, a duck's wingspan. I didn't look this up, but I assume the wingspan is what the one wing is probably the length of its body. Would that be an accurate guess? I'm going to say probably bigger, probably bigger. 
to be honest. But imagine a fucking thousand pound duck's wingspan and tell me that that's the same as fighting a hundred duck sized horses. Now let's move to the duck sized horses. Okay. There's a hundred of them. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a hundred of them. Who said anything about it being fair? You're like, don't tell me that's the same as fighting. Like, (laughs) doesn't have to be a fair comparison. Well, then, I mean, the answer is to me, the answer is very easy. I want, okay, let me finish where I'm going here with this. Okay. A duck, an average duck in the wild is like three pounds. Okay. Obviously ducks in captivity weigh more because they're fattening them up for shit. But let's talk, we'll assume Nina that you're talking about wild (laughs) duck sized horses, which means three pound itty bitty horses. So that's not even like a miniature horse. That's not even like, that's tiny, tiny, right? Are they all running at you? Because in my mind, they're all running at towards me. So that's the other thing too. Am I starting the fight? Are there a hundred itty bitty adorable fucking little horses, tiny ponies out in the field just grazing and I have to go pick a fight with them? You're like, you, all of you, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Or am I just like going in and just fucking mosh pit kicking my way through these tiny little horses? I'm not okay with that. It's like you're at a ska fucking concert in 98. Yes. I have to just skank my way through these fucking horses. So for me to be able to do that in my mind, these horses are mad at me and I have to fight them. I don't want to. I have to. Right. Bearing teeth coming at you. So like that, that is also an assumption that I, I think I've come around to. Do you have, do you get any weapons? That's the thing too. If we're deciding that this isn't a fair fight, cause I'm just like, how is it the same? If it's not a fair fight, if it's not like, okay, well, it's hard for me to decide which one it is and it's it's harder to fight a horse-sized duck than what kind of weaponry do I get? With the horses, you would just get like a shotgun because the pelts, you know, expand or explode out and you could take out like 10 in one freaking shot, Yeah, but right? you're not going to get a weapon that makes it easier to to kill everything what i pictured was fucking me with a crossbow on my back and i tuck and roll into this herd of horses coming at me itty bitty adorable little not even knee height horses and then i'm just like in my mind with this giant duck if i fought it does it count for fighting if i just like punch it a bunch like what if i climbed on top of it and like got does it count you mean like mortal Kombat? like do they have to die for the fight to be done because i also want oh yeah i also want to be able to ride this duck you know ew Ugh. like like fern gully no rescuers down under oh the albatross yeah i guess no not the albatross the golden eagle the huge no, one they that, ride like, the albatross they do but remember the big giant eagle he's that, like, like blah, blah, blah. hey guys <laughs> <laughs> was it john candy or something wait no on. the giant eagle that hangs out with the kid and like he grabs onto hey, his shoulders Siri, and... who voiced the albatross from rescuers down under jesus Here's an answer from BehintheVoiceEaters.com. John Candy is the voice of Wilbur the Albatross in The Rescuers Down. It was. God, that's the first time that's ever happened to me. Way to go. Anyways, I'd want it to be my friend and, like, fly places together. So do do we have to kill everything? Is the fight done when one of us is dead again i'm gonna need more like i get it that it's a would you rather i like to be able to ask questions my question is please tell me why someone would pick the horse-sized duck who answers that is it just ego that answers that like i want a challenge i'm gonna fight the duck like (laughs) (laughs) i bet you most men pick the duck Ooh, that would be a fun experiment to to see i mean it might be easy to be run to i wrestled in high school give me the duck yeah, we know you did, Kevin. <laughs> but like, you know, zombie movies like 
one is fine, but you get another one, you get another one, and it's hard. Like, a hundred fucking tiny horses. You can be easily overrun. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I was thinking. I mean, that would be the only thing that would make it challenging is like, okay, so there's a hundred tiny horses, and I go right to... Oh, they're so cute in my head. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Right. I feel like they would slowly, because horses bite, you know, and they would slowly bite you to death. Like little piranha. Yeah. yeah. What determines losing the fight? Or they're just, <laughs> they come up and they're like, and they're kicking you with their tiny little. And you're like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> See, if there's no rules to this, if it's just like you have to fight them, I assume that they're angry. So what my my strategy would be to win them over. Do I want to win over a duck? No, fuck off. I want to win over this tiny army of horses. I want to win, so, I want to win over both. I mean, how could you not want to, how could you not want to have a fucking duck to fly on? Ugh, like the oil that their skin secretes. To oh my God, their, you like, put a fucking saddle on it or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you put a blanket over it. There's like a whole system. You're not just like sitting on a duck. It's got reins and stuff. Duh. Grow up, Tasha. <laughs> I still think it's it's just ugh. there's room you can put you can put a like a box like a car on top of it type thing that encapsulates it so you're not getting wind in your face and like your kids aren't cold you know and what go to the ball like what am I a fucking <sighs> the duck queen I don't know they fly pretty fast maybe you don't want to pay for a plane ticket to somewhere close like Chicago or you don't want to drive you know like you just hop on your fucking giant duck okay so we're no longer fighting them we're taming them well, we fight them at first to get... We're, to get we're how to train your dragon in your question, Nina, because, yeah, I'm going to train the tiny horses. See, I don't have a desire... No, but you have to fight them first. To win their respect. <laughs> yeah, so we did the <laughs> chat. We did what, what we were supposed to do, but... I would, I would fight the tiny horses by not bending over because if they're like below my knees, they'll just tire themselves out. They're not going to climb on top of each other and make a fucking transformer Tower. fucking <laughs> duck horse. <laughs> what if they transformed themselves? What if they into like into a giant duck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all climbed on top of each that other. That would be the ultimate mind fuck, wouldn't it? And it was like, like, yeah, you can fight these tiny little horses, but guess what? They're climbing up on each other like a, an America's Got Talent fucking dance troupe, and they make a fucking giant duck. gigantic duck. Why don't we convince them to fight each other then? Oh my god, that would be heartbreaking. No, you you, you can get them to fight the bird, the duck. Oh, I thought you meant the tiny horses fight each other like each other tiny horse oh, and i'm no. like no oh my god no and then i'm not yeah, gonna, the I'm not tiny gonna horse... go i'm not gonna go at the insecurities of a tiny horse to no get them to absolutely like... not so I, I i feel like long story short i think it's pretty obvious you want to fight the horses yeah <laughs> i want to fight the horse i i don't want to fight any of them but you I don't know like when do. you're put, when I don't you're want put into a situation that you don't want to be in you're just i mean if I have to fight, if it's me or the tiny horses, I'm going to come out on top. If it's me yeah. or the duck, I would just be like, fucking kill me because I'm going to wake up from this nightmare every night of the rest of my life. If I get out of here alive, I, I, I don't think you'd make it. You Do you know, know what would be har a harder? Would you rather for me? Would you rather fight a horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized ducks? You don't even know what to do. I wouldn't know. That one would be a challenge for me. Just shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> be done with it. <laughs> you walk into a room and there's a fucking thousand pound duck and there's a hundred three pound ducks and a gun on a table <laughs> with one bullet in it. 
Me. I fucking. Oh, uh, well, look at that. We get to end the season with a joke of me killing myself. Perfect. You know, that was good. I yeah. love a would you rather. Stresses me out a little bit. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, the questions, everybody. If anybody else has a thought on the would you rather, let us know. I want to know who would fight the duck. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's not about training the duck and getting a fucking duck saddle specially made for it and whatever, Gabe. It's just about, like, who, who would fight, fight it? Who would fist yeah. fight a thousand pound duck? <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't know. I've seen, like we were talking about before, we've seen so many fucking drunk dudes outside of bars. It's going to be dudes. Yeah. Yeah. This thousand pound fucking duck is just walking down the street and some drunk dude's like, hey, hey, you duck. <laughs> you looking at my girl? You know how ducks can like peck your eye out if they want? He's just gonna take your whole head. Ducks can peck your eye out? Yeah. I mean, well, anything can, but. Anything can. <laughs> I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> All right. A couple things that I wanted to mention before we take a little break for the summer. Follow us on social media um, at SEU Pod. We are gonna keep posting on there and we'll be putting out new merch soon and that's where you're gonna find that out at um, as well as starting a Patreon at some point before next season. And so if you're interested in jumping in on that, that information is coming soon, right? Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Also, we've got a tiny plug. So Abby is our, she's our merch birch, as you guys might know. And she has herself an Etsy store and I just want to plug it. It's called Awkward Forever. Her Instagram is awkward underscore forever underscore. Whoop whoop. Abby. Abby. Come get you some fuck you earrings. <laughs> I love these. Forever. Yeah, those are cute. I saw those yesterday. And Abby just started watching Drag Race. She's got like 400 seasons to go, but she started with season one. Oh, nice. And she's like, oh my God, I don't think I can handle this anymore. Angina just went home. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> just you wait. Angina is a grandmother now. <laughs> Okay. Email us at svupod at gmail.com. Hashtag little bit loud. If you are a small podcast looking for a itty bitty network of other itty bitty pods. And if you're looking for podcasts that don't have a huge platform, check out that hashtag and you're going to find a few soups, cool pods. We're sort of like having a hard time with the idea of not putting out content constantly every week yeah but we do need a break you need a break too uh you need a break from us season three is gonna start tuesday september 7th be ready enjoy your summer but then it's coming love you bye see you sooner rather than later i'll see you soon but all right love you bye love you bye say it better it's our last episode i knew you were gonna fucking do that because i knew i mumbled <laughs> it because I, I mumbled it and i'm like i knew i know she's gonna fucking say it <laughs> i knew it i fucking knew it love you bye I love you. Bye. <laughs> there was just too much of a pause. I just knew it. I was like, she's going to fucking say it. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, will you tell me one more ghost story? No. <laughs> Your average yeah. listener was like, I want to hear about SVU. And we're like, so then I went to the Asian market. And I bought too much bok choy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Quit saying you don't know what you're doing. You have some live plants at home. You said you hadn't killed some. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> some of them aren't dead. You should just start hanging out with those ladies. They sound great. They sound so I know. supportive. They were. They were real, really encouraging. <laughs> I got chased by a goose-sized goose, and it was <laughs> horrific. I can't imagine getting chased by a horse-sized duck. Well, that big beefcake ate his big beefcake. <laughs> Going to check out a couple of antiques. Yep, time for my mammogram. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
fucking Maxine. Your neighbor's hilarious. I went to a topless beach once, saw so many boobs, I thought I was at a family reunion. What? That doesn't even make sense. I don't understand. It's the way old people call other people boobs. This guy's a boob. Which I love. And it needs to come back. Is that why it was so incohesive? (laughs) I couldn't even get through the whole episode. For Valentine's Day, I'm having a threesome. Me, Ben, and Jerry. Right? (laughs) (laughs) A Christmas party at work with coworkers. Can't I just poke myself in the eye instead? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do the face, too. (laughs) You're like, ah! (laughs) 